be confident. Whatever it takes, whether it's credentials, training, the services you're offering, the quality of the product you're delivering, be confident that you can look your customers in the eye and clearly say that I can take care of whatever need you have and that what they're doing is a worthwhile investment in you or your product. That confidence goes a long way. It's contagious. It's what will bring customers to you because they see your passion for the work that you're doing and it will bring eventually employees to you. It will help people invest in you because that confidence is what people are tapping into beyond what it is you do as a product or service. Microphone check, one, two, what is this? You're now listening to a brand new episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Look what you started. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. We're joined today by Roger Connect. Roger works with owners of bookkeeping, accounting, and tax businesses. Roger, come on down. How are you doing? I'm amazing. It's a beautiful day. I'm happy to be here with you. You may be one of the happiest accountants that I have ever worked with. <laughs> Most of them are gloom and doom. Yeah, come on in and see what you're, what we have waiting on you. So tell us, you actually work, is it B2B or you also work with consumers? Both, but principally I work with the owners of the bookkeeping, accounting, and tax businesses. So that's generally who I'm working with. However, as a business consultant, I do also work with a number of business owners within a variety of trades. And so as a business coach, I've had basically clients that run businesses that are from electrician to counseling centers and so forth. The thing that I love when I looked at your profile, you have a lot of alphabet soup behind your name. So I'm going <laughs> to let you tell us what these designations mean and why it's important, especially if you're looking for a coach to help you with your business. Certainly. So the first one that you're probably noticing there is I happen to have what's called a PB designation. So I'm not technically a CPA. So in the world of accounting, I'm a professional bookkeeper. So I'm familiar with the day-to-day -day applications of accounting in small business. And so that's something that as you're running a company, it's good to be familiar with what the financials are saying, what those numbers are reporting. The second one that you're perhaps seeing there is one of a VB. It's a value builder provider. The VB represents my ability to work with business owners to help them actually in the valuations of their company as they're preparing to exit. It's essentially planning with the end in mind. When you begin with the end in mind, you start to reverse engineer what your company company needs to look like in the end and you work towards it with intent, with purpose. And so I help my clients in that capacity as a business coach. And then the last there is a profit and growth expert. One of the things that you really want to focus on when you're working with business clients is top line revenue, as well as bottom line net profit, and then lastly, value. So those three key things are very essential to what I do with my clients. And I teach accounting professionals to do the same. Okay, that was a mouthful, but I love it because people do not really value how important it is to have someone who understands your books working with you either in your business or as a consultant to your business. So tell us about some of the objections you may hear when you're actually explaining what people need in their business that they may be hesitant to go ahead and invest in themselves in. I'm not going to say that they're hesitant, but I'm going to give you an, an example of someone that I've worked with. This has happened numerous times, so it's not a singular event. But when I work with my clients, there are five things that I'm helping them with. And the second of those is understanding accounting. So here's the second thing we're doing, understanding accounting. And initially, the business owner isn't really excited about this part of the process. This isn't why they typically pay 
way to engage with me, but it is the second thing we're going to do together. And it begins with me sliding across the table, across the desk, the profit and loss statement, that income statement that essentially says, here's what's going on in the business. And I slide it across the table and time and time again, I experience something very similar. I push it across and most of them either don't know what they're looking at or they have certain things that they're comfortable with, but everything else is a fog. And so I begin with a question saying, what on this report is important to you? What matters? What are you paying attention to? What is it that you look at when you first get this? And it ranges from, I don't know what I'm looking at to these are the numbers that are very important to me that I watch on a regular basis. Either way, I'm going to work with them as a business owner and help them understand how this is the language that the business communicates to them in. Accounting is the language of business. And as an a, as a business owner, you need to be listening to that company. You need to be paying attention to, I like this, I don't like this, stop doing that, do that some more. And as we're listening to our clients, one of the things that they tell us is they go through this experience learning about their numbers and they start to realize I can run the business more intelligently knowing what's going on in my business as it relates to numbers. It removes a lot of the emotion. And so all of a sudden, they feel as if they're making more well-informed business decisions. So you said something that I think is very important. There are certain numbers that they pay attention to. What numbers should most business owners, regardless of the type of industry you're in, what numbers should they be looking at on a regular basis, minimum? I'm actually going to say that it's not necessarily the numbers, but it's the ratios or the correlation between the numbers. It's the margins. And so what we're going to be looking at is how does the top line revenue relate to the COGS or the gross profit in the business? I want to know from the top line revenue, how much is go- is making it to gross profit? Is it 50%, 70%, 90% of that revenue, because I've got the COGS, the cost of goods sold associated with those transactions. That's going to these people that I'm getting the elements or the products from. I'm reselling those. How much do I have left to run my business? And that's the gross profit. The gross profit is, profit is what I'm going to use to pay my bills, my payroll, my rent. I've got to have enough there to run my company. If I'm watching the relationship between those two numbers, I'm going to know month over month, year over year, how that's changed. And today with inflation, that's a number to be very familiar with. Last year, you might be running with, let's say, 70% of your money going to gross profit. All of a sudden, you might experience with inflation that now 60% is going there. Clearly, I need to maybe cut expenses, but more importantly, raise prices. I now know not only that I need to raise prices, but I know how much. See, before as the business owner, they might have realized things are getting tight and I need to change my pricing. I know I need to raise my price, but they don't know how much. The accounting professional, they can help actually communicate. Well, this is what the business is telling you. The business is telling you exactly what needs to happen next. And that's very insightful and helpful to the business owner. Give us an example of how a business may be able to forecast that they're about to run into some financial trouble based on some of the reports that you help them understand. That would be the cash flow report. What we're looking at there is what's happening month over month or over a period of time as it relates to the monies, where the monies are coming in, where they're going, and then am I ending that period of time with more or less money? And I'm able to actually forecast as an accounting professional how long that can be sustained and when is it that I might need a line of credit or a business loan or more capital? Because in this trajectory, there's this 
this line that's going to say, okay, in this period of time, I'm either going to be going down or going up. And I need as a business owner to pay attention to that because there's a trajectory there that I have to be aware of. And if I'm running my business intelligently, I'm definitely looking forward into the future to plan accordingly. And that's one of the things that we really focus on is managing by the numbers and planning accordingly. So part of what you do with in working with other bookkeeping, accounting, and tax businesses, you know that there is a distinction between a tax preparer and a tax planner. Could you talk about that a little bit? Certainly. Yeah. This is something that I like to, to discuss because for business owners, oftentimes they're paying for accounting services. But when I've spoken to business owners, they too often don't know exactly what it is they're paying for or what they should expect from that transaction. And likewise, the accounting profession is doing a horrible job of explaining what it is they're doing in exchange for those fees. So let's talk about tax planning and preparation. They're very easy to distinguish, but too often the business owner thinks they're paying for one and they're getting another. Tax planning, that's clearly the strategy behind knowing the tax code, the law, and knowing that to your advantage. What are some of the things I can do in my industry, in my business that can help me legally mitigate my tax liability? Tax preparation is simply taking the financial numbers from the, let's say, the balance sheet and the income statement, putting them on a form and filing those accurately in a timely manner so as to avoid late charges. The preparer, their job is to know where things go on the forms, what forms to use, what numbers to put down, and then they're finally filing that report in a timely manner. What the strategist is doing is coming to you throughout the year and we're deciding what types of transactions we need to be doing. Which ones should we do now? Which ones should we do later? And all these strategies can actually help us save taxes. When you're talking to a business owner, they think they have a tax planner on their team. In reality, they have a tax preparer on their team. It's somebody that you just give the numbers to once a year. They're filing the return. Away you go. And so I talk about this quite often because there are three core accounting responsibilities that the profession needs to provide to the business community. The first is bookkeeping and accounting. The second, like you just asked, is tax planning and preparation. And the third happens to be CFO and advisory services. Those six elements are very distinct and very important to business owners. As someone who may be seeking to start a business, brand new, nothing's been done, how do they get started with someone like you to actually give them the foundation they need to set them up for success in their business? First of all, in addition to me, there should be some other people that are on the team. Clearly, you've got to set up your business legally, so you need your business license. That might involve working with a business attorney. The second is working with somebody that is, from a bookkeeping perspective, able to take and record all of your transactions and provide for you on a monthly or quarterly basis these financial reports in a timely manner that are accurate so that you can hear what your business is saying. The accountant is the next person that you need to be working with, and it could be one in the same, by the way. The bookkeeper and accountant could be the same individual, but either way, the accountant is the one that actually takes those financial reports and acts as the translator, the interpreter of those financial reports to help the business owner understand what the company is saying. Whether it's me or someone, you should be working with a bookkeeper and an accountant as you're running your business so that you can actually understand what's going on. But when it comes to cash flow, what is the business doing or needing to operate? How do you pay the bills? Cash flow is actually at the CFO level. That's where the CFO comes in and advises the business owner on what business principles they should be using in their company so that they have a positive cash flow. Are they paying their people appropriately? Are they working with their customers appropriately to get the funds needed to provide that product or service profitably? Are they working with their vendors 
in a way that's responsible so that they can defer payments while they're waiting for their customers to pay. And then lastly, it's the management of capital, that relationship with the investors or the bankers, those types of individuals as it relates to the monies to run the business. Those things at the CFO level are very important. So you could be working with anywhere between one to six individuals to, as a business owner, address each of these needs as you're running your company. So if I'm a solopreneur and I'm not aware that I have, that I need all of these people at the table, are there some tools that they can implement in their business to help absorb some of these duties? I know, you know, some people have QuickBooks and things like that in their business. What tools are available to solopreneurs or entrepreneurs to actually assist these professionals? Essentially, you need a bookkeeper to start with. So at a minimum, you need somebody that knows what they're doing as it relates to creating the chart of accounts and recording the transactions going in the business. And that's not only what you're owing, the rent and the payroll and so forth, but it's the money's owed to you from your customers, accounts receivable. And you need somebody that at least at a bookkeeping level is keeping track of all those transactions so that you're collecting the money you're owed and you're staying on top of the monies you're needing to pay. And you can understand or watch the correlation between the two to know if you're being profitable. You also want to work with the tax preparer so that you're actually filing in a timely manner the tax returns necessary and you're not caught off guard by what you're owing. And hopefully you're setting aside enough money throughout the year so that you're actually not using Uncle Sam's money to run your business. You're setting aside those taxable funds so that you can pay those accordingly. But with those two individuals, you're off to a good start. Once you start getting a year's worth of information, and as a solopreneur, you're successfully running your business for about a year, I would suggest you now start getting the accountant involved. And that can be the bookkeeper, but the accountant is the one now analyzing the books. They're looking at last month to the previous month. They're looking at last month compared to the same month last year. And they're analyzing how are things going in the business? Are we making more money now than we did before? Have we streamlined things that were more efficient and profitable? Or are things getting out of hand and are we increasing costs too too quickly and it's eating away at our profit and the cash flows diminishing? So these are things that the accountant can help with. At some point, once you have one, two, three years of some good revenue, you need to begin look, working with a tax planner, somebody that can now look at, okay, that's fine. You've been paying taxes, but let's now strategically figure out how we can do this correctly. That's where you have conversations with a lot of people at the level of solopreneur of becoming an S-corp, and that's to mitigate some of the tax liabilities associated with running the company rather than filing them as an individual. So there's a variety of strategies that you can leverage to your advantage. And when you're working with somebody that is a tax planning expert, you can actually take advantage of those very efficiently. And so that transitions very well into my next question, because (laughs) I was going to ask you to put on your hat as a profit and growth expert. What are some of the services that you provide based on that training and expertise? So as a profit and growth expert, there are five things that I work with my clients on. The first begins with engage and manifest. I want to get to the root of why are you in business? Why are you willing to sacrifice so much for the success of your company and the customers you're servicing? I want to get to the root of why you're doing this and where are we going? It's your why. Now, when I get to know that, that's going to be basically what we're going to tap into when we run into hard times. And I want to be aware of what that is. So now I go to the second, which is understanding accounting. 
I want to now know what are the key metrics in the business we need to be watching? How do we define success? And when we can get to the numbers, we're able to then understand what are some of the key metrics that help us, such as I need to have so many interactions that result in so many sales that result in how much revenue and the lifetime value of a client, the churn of clients. There's a lot of things that we can be watching numerically that are quantitative, but they're outside of the financial reports that are very important. The third is increasing revenue. Imagine you're a business. It's all about that top line initially. Are you selling? Do customers want what you have and are they willing to pay for it? That's great that you're good at what you do, but unless you have paying customers, it doesn't matter. And then the next one is improving profit. You're working so hard. You're doing so much. It'd be nice to think that you and the company are making money. The company's profitable and you're earning a good income. And that's a big deal. There's a lot of people that I work with initially that are, they're making money. They're at the top line revenue line really proud of the work they're doing behind closed doors. They open up and reveal, I'm not making money though. I'm selling, but I'm not keeping any of it. My bills are too much. And so I've gone a month or two or three without paying me or whatever. Those situations are very hard, but they're very telling. So we go into the business and we focus on what can we do to ensure profitability, to make it intentional and deliberate. And then the fifth is the idea of building value. You need to eventually see your business as an asset. I refer to it as a living, breathing entity that needs to exist autonomous from you. You need to be able to leave and go on a vacation and it continue to operate in your absence. And when you build a business that's not what I would refer to as a job, that's very liberating. A lot of us, we're solopreneurs, we run our own businesses, but at the end of the day, we're the only employed in the company. And if nothing happens, it doesn't work, right? So let's get away from having a job where you were the first employee and let's get to having a lifestyle that's associated with being a business owner, something we can be proud of. And that's what I want to do with my clients. And that is so good because you mentioned at some point you may want to have a conversation about an S-Corp. So let's talk about S-Corp, how it relates to payroll for owners and your role in actually helping people with that. What we're just trying to do is we're trying to take in, as you define your business, I mean, you can be a corporation, an S-Corp, a sole proprietor. It's what you're doing. So there's legal ramifications associated with that. And I'd rather those be one-on-one conversations just so that individual questions could be answered. But what you're trying to do when you're moving to an S-Corp is you're trying to say, this isn't a hobby anymore. This isn't something that I'm just doing on the side. This isn't something that I'm making some money throughout the year and eventually this could go away. I might change my mind. No, an S-Corp is really, in my opinion, you saying, I'm in it for the long haul. This is legitimate now. And I'm in a position where I'm going to run this like a company. And that's where I think you're willing to now entertaining or entertain taking on employees, getting in contractual relationships as it might relate to leasing an office space and so forth. You're at that point where it's no longer just about you. And so that S-Corp does afford you some tax changes. And as a sole proprietor, you might want to take advantage of those because now the taxes can be deferred in a lot of ways and really save you quite a bit of money. Roger, tell me, if you had one piece of advice for someone on how to play big faster in their business, what would it be? 
To play big faster, I would say a few things. First of all, be confident. Whatever it takes, whether it's credentials, training, the services you're offering, the quality of the product you're delivering, be confident that you can look your customers in the eye and clearly say that I can take care of whatever need you have and that what they're doing is a worthwhile investment in you or your product. That confidence goes a long way. It's contagious. It's what will bring customers to you because they see your passion for the work that you're doing and it will bring eventually employees to you. It will help people invest in you because that confidence is what people are tapping into beyond what it is you do as a product or service. The second thing I would say is competency. There's a lot of people that I work with that as business owners, they're good at what they do, but they're not necessarily efficient. Efficiency equates to profitability. I'm able to say, yeah, at the end of the day, you might be able to produce a great product or service, but it took you eight hours and it should have taken you two hours. And because you're not efficient, you're not going to be profitable. And so you've got to figure out ways to basically automate your workflows, create systems or operational procedures that you can follow that causes for redundancy. The moment you can get to a point where you can document a process duplicate that process with someone else, and then eventually delegate it to that person, you're now freeing yourself to now go on to other things within the organization that need your attention. If you get bogged down by things, you're never going to be profitable. Wow. Now, the thing that I love about you stopping by the Play Big Faster podcast is that you came bearing gifts. Tell us about some of the resources that you want to share with the listeners. You bet. And I'm happy to share these. So over the years, we've written a number of books for business owners. You can find them at universalaccounting.com in the navigation. There's free resources for business owners. And the three I'd like to highlight are the following. The first is the book that was written a number of years ago called In the Black. It's nine principles to make your business profitable. It helps business owners take all the things that they're dealing with and prioritize them. And more importantly, organize them based on what parts of the business it's impacting. It's We talk about what's called the universal business model. And in that we do what's called mapping the business. It's basically addressing marketing and sales, accounting and production. It's a beautiful process. The book illustrates it extremely well. I invite your listeners to go and actually get a copy of the ebook in the black and literally learn what those nine principles are that they should be working on in their business to address the short-term, mid and long-term needs of their companies. The second is a book called Your Strategic Accountant. It's a book that I just published a few months ago. It was basically a book created out of love because of my conversations with business owners. So often it was very confusing. What are you paying for when you get bookkeeping or tax services? And it it was amazing to me the answers I got. The business owners really struggle to explain what it is they're paying for, whether they have an employee doing it or a third party. And I felt that was just something that was too vague. And I went to the accounting profession and I asked them, when you're offering bookkeeping, accounting, tax services, what is it that you're doing that your customers are paying for? And again, the answers were across the board, nothing very concise. And I felt, you know what? There's a huge miscommunication going on here. And so the book was written to help business owners understand what they should expect when paying for accounting services. If you're going to pay for bookkeeping services, this is what you should expect from your bookkeeper, and this is what it should look like, and these are the questions you should be asking when it comes to accounting, tax planning, tax preparation. Here's what that relationship looks like and what you should expect. The last book is Your Profit and Growth Expert. For the last seven years, I've been working as a business coach. I've been in that wheelhouse of a CFO and advisor, and I likewise learned there's various types of business coaches 
coaches out there, people working with business owners. And there are needs that business owners have as it relates to running a successful company. And there are certain things that CFO and advisors can and should be doing that I feel oftentimes are overlooked. And so I wrote the book to help business owners understand what it is they should be looking for in a great coach, what it is they should expect in that experience. And I cover those five things that I shared earlier and how that actually relates to the business owner so that they can have a very profitable and valuable relationship with their business coaches. So definitely encourage your listeners to go get each of those books, take advantage of reading those and see what it is you can expect from the accounting profession to help you run a well-informed business. And I'm going to include links to those in the show notes. So anyone who's listening to this, they will the links will definitely be in the show notes. Roger, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, my pleasure. I appreciate this opportunity. And for everyone else, until next time, play big faster. And always remember. Thanks for listening to this episode and remember to play big faster. 